Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbardin, and who's blessing rings with me tonight? Hey, it's Michael Hughes. And then everybody's favorite guest character from another franchise. It's Adam from Talk Games Chew Bubblegum. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, and we are here to talk about a game that I've been trying to get on this podcast for over two years. This was actually on the sh- on the, on the season when I write my little season, made this up right before in 2020. But then I, my co-host left at the time and I'm like, oh, well, I, I need to do And I changed up and I took this off. Almost on there. So, Mike, you, you waited two years, but you still got to play it. Urgize, God bless the ring, PlayStation 1. The game that people only know about because it's the FF7 fighting game that came out in 2000. That's why. God God bless Nin- this mess. 90, no, 99. It came out in 99 for America, and then PAL is 2000. Okay. They had to wait another year for this uh, this masterpiece. <laughs> hey, in two, when I played this game back in, like, 01 or 02, this game was pretty damn cool. So It has ideas. But so also the funny thing is this is the first fighting game to ever be on the podcast. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. So I think that's kind of hilarious too. that. You know, it's not Street Fighter, not a Mortal Kombat. It's Urgize God Bless the Ring for PlayStation. That's the first game. <laughs> it almost feels generous to call it a fighting game, but I guess technically it is. Hey, at the time, like when this was an <laughs> arcade, because this is published by or not published. This is developed by Dream Factory. This was actually a big deal because it's one of it's the second game to ever have that open world arena style at the time. Huh. So this was a big deal when this came out. I mean, to us now in 2023, this is like, bleh. but plus me and Mike are not into fighting games. So oh, this is the company that made uh, the toe ball games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. If you see, if this game had Cammy, you would have liked it more, right? True. <laughs> so <laughs> from Street Fighter. But yeah, no, it's a that that's partly, I think, why we had not as much of a taste for it because it's just well that and it, i actually bought this game not when it came out but when i heard about it somehow i remember calling different funko lands at the time i'm pretty sure and i tracked down a copy of this and and had my dad drive me to go pick it up and i have i still have a copy of this game without the case unfortunately just a random you know like a little cd uh, a cd jewel case but i have it i'm sure those were fun conversations trying to get the the people to understand what you were saying because this title is bonkers you just say Final Fantasy VII fighting game. That, that worked. I'm <laughs> sure that worked just fine. I mean, hell, on the cover of this of the PS1 disc, they just they have Cloud on the cover of the case. Like they knew what they were selling this with. So, so what's really weird about this game is I played this before I played Final Fantasy VII, so I didn't really <laughs> know who some of the characters were because I play a lot of fighting games before I play <laughs> RPGs. Makes sense. They also weren't even supposed to be like when this game first. I didn't know this. I, I found a, a video I was watching beforehand. Like this, when this originally came out in arcades in Japan, I think it only had it didn't have any FF7 guest characters. It was just the other eight characters or nine or how many there are. No, they were in the arcade version, but, but not at first. You had to wait 30 days to unlock Cloud and 60 days it would be empowered on to unlock Tifa. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's cool. <laughs> and this so. You can definitely tell that Bandai Namco also had their hands in this game a little bit yes. because that's how Tekken used to be in the arcades. You would have to wait days to unlock characters. You couldn't just beat the game and then unlock them. Oh, um, mm-hmm. so like Tekken three, like one of my favorite characters, like I couldn't play as, but I didn't know about it at the time. And then as I went through the arcades, like once a week, I'd be like, oh, oh, new character. Yeah, interesting. I guess that's the way to try and keep the games relevant for longer, keep people coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So you just better hope no one unplugs it at night, huh? <laughs> oh, or you lose wow. power. So there goes yeah. there goes spotter to volume. But I guess you wouldn't unplug it either way because the fact that you'd have to hold the top scores and everything. So never mind. Yeah. You see how much I care about arcades anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is here, I'm going to put a couple dollars in TMT Turtles in Time and see how long I can last. Oh, there we go. We're done. All right. That's my hope. <laughs> that was fast. Now it's put 20 bucks and play Halo Reach and beat it. Or <laughs> $30 and beat it. But hey, <laughs> that's what I do now at arcades. But like I, I was drawn to Urge I just because of the fact that Cloud was in this because of FF7 had came out and I was you know and I was a big Final Fantasy fan I played them all right as they came out and I think it would this would if this is ninety nine we already would have gotten FF8 I'm pretty sure FF8 is ninety eight or ninety nine didn't look this up but I think nine's two thousand okay so I was like I was in that mood so finding out that I could play as Cloud in a fighting game I was excited you know I mean this game doesn't really try to. On the PS1 version, they, I mean, they really, like, they go for the Final Fantasy thing. They're not guest characters. I mean, there's Cloud, Tifa, Zack, Vincent, Yuffie, and Sephiroth. Like, that's not, at that point, that's almost more than, that's like, half your <laughs> roster, it feels like. Oh, yeah. And during this time, like, I play a lot of 2D fighting games. And, you know, I had played Tekken, I think, 1 and 2, and possibly 3 in arcades at this point. So, the idea of an open open like power stone-esque running around the arena fighter was just something new to me and while i think it was difficult to like at first i really became to like once you learn the mechanics and controls of this game it's more in depth than you think and i i always have a lot of fun with it i was wondering how long it'd take for power stone to get brought up hey someone's gotta pave. yeah someone's gotta pave the way someone's gotta (laughs) start and try never play power stone still to this day oh my it's like this, but good. <laughs> That's fair. I, was, I mean, I'll say Power Stone, you know, maybe learn from mistakes in this game. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this Power Stone seems like it's almost like this and Smash kind of put together. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100% couldn't said that better. I yeah, mean, this is just an older game. I mean, I I have well, I've also never touched any of the like I played very few Dreamcast games and Power Stone Dreamcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, that's why I've always skipped it. I don't know, this was a, I mean, this, I, I'm not a big fighting fan, you know, so, like, I didn't really, like, I didn't care about any of the aspects of the fighting game. I just liked it enough that I could play as Cloud and beat the shit and fight. So, I was like, okay, that's all we need. So, I mean, this, it, it's an easy game to jump in. There's only five buttons, really. You have your light, heavy, special, jump, and block. And then doing a combination of those things lets you do other moves or, oh, my I don't know what set off Bixby just now, but something. (laughs) So I apologize for that. Special guest. Yeah. Yeah, Bixby. (laughs) The ultimate boss in this game. But yeah, then you know, like, all right, punch, punch, wait a few seconds, do another punch or special. And you have a complex game all of a sudden that you can either button mash or you can interrupt attacks and learn how to grapple. And it, I mean, I was playing it right before this and I was trying out new things and still doing really cool stuff. My solution was pull out Cloud Sword and beat the shit out of him with it. But. <laughs> and that's, the, oh my God. I always appreciate when, like, fighting games, like, you can't block a sword attack. Like, it, it makes sense. Your forearms can't block swords. That's fine. <laughs> but Sasuke and Cloud in this game are just a little too overpowered. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they tried to make the characters stand out. I mean, to me, nothing stands out other than the FF7 characters. One thing that really got me as a kid and still kind of gets me is like 
as you progress through this game, each level is like you just going, like you're, you know, traveling across the world and each different things are happening. I mean, not traveling, but you're like going from a destination to the other. Like, oh, you know, we're, we get, we fight in the arena. Now we run up the, the roof. We fight on the roof. We fight on a blimp. Like, I really like that for some reason. Because mm-hmm. the wherever you fight the first battle during the ladder, you uh you beat the guy and then you get like a, a broken sword or something. So it's like you're on this quest to do whatever. I don't know if the game actually explains what the story is. Not in the game, probably in the structure book. You didn't get that with your with your um copy. <laughs> yeah, my mm-hmm. my copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had actually never touched this game before doing it for this episode. It's one of those ones I always heard about because Square uh, they had their hand in a lot of different stuff around this time uh, parasite eve and einhander never played einhander i'm, I'm trying oh, to do all the square games it's in good the podcast. that one's it's list get to. super tough but man that's a fun game oh, i'll be cheating so it's better than this oh okay, that's not hard <laughs> all right i'll try this game just doesn't hold up as well in 2023 like yeah. it was just i think that was like i'm watching also like the arcade version of it now and the arcade screen, the way they do, they show like a little map of, of you progressing through and it's like the different things you go to the blimp. I'm like, damn, that's cool. I wish that could have worked on the PS1 mm-hmm. because just that would have, I would have liked that even more. And, and you like, you mentioned it, like you play because of the Final Fantasy characters where the real roster is just your typical fighting game tropes. You have your kickboxer, you have your wrestler, you have the police lady, you have your ninja, like none of these really did jump out at you. No. Where none of them are super memorable unless you do play the game over and over. But you, then you have the Final Fantasy characters where you know them. And I think that's kind of inviting. And since, like, I don't know if you've ever played Tekken or anything like that, but oh, I mentioned, yeah, yeah Bandai and Namco definitely had their hands in this, like with some of the characters. Straight ripoffs <laughs> of certain characters in the game. And then, which I was reading the wiki. And like the main character, Godhan, <laughs> his name's actually Ken Mishima. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. And so I'm like, wait a minute, there's another Mishima. And I, I mean, he has the move sets of Jin, Kazuya, Hahachi, and all that. So I thought, now I'm going to go through and like play again and just like try to find all the little subtle hints because they're there. So he cool. said, he said no one was memorable. I'm like. I was going through the roster and like, oh, Yoko looks exactly like Claire Redfield if she was wearing Leon's police outfit. <laughs> I had a yo-yo for a weapon. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, no, I, I only played this at the FF7 characters. I beat this game like six times. I was trying to unlock because I wanted to unlock Zach and I beat it with Zach, too. Mm-hmm. Again, so I, I know someone here is typical of reading walkthroughs and stuff. But how long do you think it would have taken you to figure out the final boss fight? Well, I've never beat the freaking monster thing. I actually didn't. I mean, it's a fighting game. I didn't watch a walkthrough. I just played through it, beat Django, fight the thing, die, and then repeat. So there's a way that you can beat the final boss. And it's not just by hitting him. No, you, you have to break the boxes, right? Or something. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can either grab the boxes, which grabbing in this game should not take three button impresses, but it does. Or you can have him hit the boxes, like jump on top of them and they'll break. And then you put the sword together, that broken sword that was mentioned in the beginning. And then once you put the sword together, you just throw it at him or hit him with it. And it it kills him. I've yeah. done it before when I played this game when I was younger, but I didn't care enough to do it this time or even bother <laughs> to pick it up. I knew like, oh, there's something to do with those boxes. That's nice. I didn't, I just, <laughs> it just wasn't. I mean, it's a cool concept. Like, it, it, you know, the credits are there, so it doesn't. You technically finished it, but like, you can still go and 
you know, do something to kill a boss. Like it's a cool concept. Yeah. Strangely complex for a fighting game. Yeah, I mean, this is a strange fighting game, though, in general. I mean, Dream Factory was trying to do something really different, too. That's part of it. He wanted to, you know, I mean, it's just kind of too bad that, you know, this went. I think Cobalt number one didn't go anywhere either, I'm assuming. Yeah, that was a a sequel. It it did. Okay, never mind. This didn't get a sequel. Should. Where's my Urge Eyes 2 with FFA characters? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) That's just Dissidia, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah. I mean. I've also never played Dissidia. I have multiple copies of Dissidia. I'm like, I'm going to play this series. Yeah, I'm touched. I think you would really like Dissidia. I probably would. Because it, it's, once again, it's an easy, I think, three, four button fighter. And it's more arena-like. Mm-hmm. And it kind of plays like this. Yeah. I, I have to one day. I mean, like, I'm, we'll get there. I'm, I'm trying to get some of the, like, because this is one of those games that was such a, like, deep, deep cut to put on this podcast. I was like, and then with Mike making the minis for me, I'm like, well. Gives me an excuse to put it on and not have to worry about it, you know, wasting the week. <laughs> well, I mean, besides, besides, and I know, I know, we won't, we won't talk about it too much, but I mean, at least they tried to give you other stuff besides a fighting game in this. Oh yeah, some, like there's mini games. I did play all the mini games once each. Yeah. That was enough. And then there was the Forsaken Dungeon. <sighs> I did it when I was younger. I never finished it. But I did. It's just a random dungeon crawler, essentially. But I did try to do a bunch of it when I was a kid. But I just I didn't like it. I did. I think your weapons break too in it. They yeah. do. They have durability, and your that's a problem break. for me. There's hunger meter. There's mm-hmm. a, a, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a. It, I hate saying it, but there's like a soul like thing where if you die, you lose all your stuff, and you have to go and reclaim it. Yeah, that's the other reason why I just so I, I didn't play it this time. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna like, but I'm like, yeah, I don't care enough. That was the main draw for me because I was like, oh, there's there's stats that you can boost, and it's this whole big dungeon. It feels like. Not only another game, but it feels like this that was the base game and they put on they kind of tacked on the uh, the fighting <laughs> mode. So this, this is one of those games that I need a Matt McMuscles. What happened? Because I need to know the story behind this thing. I don't think you'll get a Matt McMuscles on this game, but never know. Oh. He does do some weird yeah. shit. So. He does some random shit and he really likes fighting games. So it's possible. <laughs> Just give him a hundred dollars. He'll do it. He, I think he's one of the Patreon tiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure what I've seen when he posts some of his videos, he's like, oh, thanks to this guy. <laughs> Or like, hmm. Maybe it's more well, than that, but yeah, you can. You might, want to know? I might, like, I was gonna say, I might have to do something for Mike. We'll <laughs> figure this out. According to Wikipedia, this mode is much like Blizzard's title Diablo. It's it's, it's virtually identical. <laughs> hmm. Wow, hmm. nothing like. I, I played this for like twenty minutes, and it gives you all these text boxes. Like, okay, this is the the world. You're gonna go here. Don't go into. Uh, only use this entrance starting out because. You're not going to be leveled. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of information up front. And then it's still not enough because I went in through their dungeon and I kind of went through a few rooms and killed some enemies. And I was like, OK, how do I get my health back? Because you're, you're like bases at an end. It's like, oh, I probably just go there and rest. And I went there and I talked to everyone. And I couldn't figure out how to sleep. It was like, surely you don't just waste all your money on food items to to get your health back. That wouldn't make any sense. So I couldn't figure it out. You get you get drops, you get food and potions and stuff like that. There's actually fairy fountains in it as oh, well nice. that you can <laughs> randomly find. And fairies come and give you your health back. Uh, <laughs> it's a new premise. Yeah, that's a, that's where they got that idea from. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, they're like, only use this entrance at the top of the mountain. And immediately on top of the inn where you are, there's a there's a well. I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump in the well. I'll be down there. It's an RPG thing. There's probably something down there. And it takes you like to this big 
giant octopus fight. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's not. From what I remember, it wasn't friendly. So I just stayed away from it this time. I just couldn't get myself to want to do it again. Even mess with it. I was all gung ho about it. And then like, okay, where well, I'm going to have to like sit and read a guide to just just to learn what I need to do. And I'm like, that's not fun. I don't want to do that. No, it's that's why I don't like survival horror games because I, I use a guide every step. Turn left. All right. Open this door. Okay. What do I do? Like, <laughs> that's how I play. You got to get through it in a week. Well, if that's how I would play them, even if I wasn't doing it for the podcast, I, I'm mm. terrible at survival horror games. I'm terrified of them. So, yeah. that's not, not a, that's not a, <laughs> not a podcasting. That's a meat problem. <laughs> like, speaking of some of the regular characters in this game, like, the only one that really stood out to me was Han, which is the guy that has a prosthetic leg and a rocket launcher attached to, attached to his leg or his knee. Yep. Yep. I like that's it. The Hurwong. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy Hurwong ripoff. Yeah. From Tekken 3. And one of the characters that has two different endings in the game as well. Did you watch any of their endings? I beat it. I just click start and keep going. So if you play as Han and you don't beat the final boss, um, he's just sitting in an apartment with his fake leg and like he's all sad uh, because he has a machine leg that shoots rockets out of it. I'd be sad too. Yeah. But it turns out that the final boss ate his leg. So... (laughs) And the real ending, if you beat the final boss, he's sitting on the rooftop now with his his leg back because somehow that's how it works. I mean, yeah, he's eaten by a monster. I mean, yeah, it'll be, it'll be just fine. You know, I mean, there's also like a stomach acids. But yeah, I think I would be OK with a robotic leg it, that shot missiles. I think I'd be OK. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Why want would my you need that? Leg. I mean, I don't need the missile part, just a robotic leg where I don't feel any pain. And I can like probably do like, like you can. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Like if you want to jump high. All right, here you go. Two robotic legs. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he wasn't fighting well. I mean, no, I mean, he kicks ass. Yeah. You kick somebody with a metal leg that hurts a lot more than a regular (laughs) leg. And it has missiles. Yeah, the missile part's pretty damn cool. I don't know. He's one of the characters that stood out to me. Godhand barely stood out to me. And I didn't, it wasn't until I was watching a video where they talked about the fact that, you know, the Mishima thing. I'm like, okay, that that's kind of cool. Well, I didn't know this, but apparently if you charge your sword long enough with Cloud or do something, you can summon meteors to hit the enemy. Yeah, Amazing. so, yeah, everybody has a two-phase special. So you can either tap special and do a move, or you can charge and hold it, and it'll do, like, a bigger version. Um, where, like Han, that missile will split out and burst into three homing missiles afterwards. Oh, that's cool. He- Tifa shoots a homing fireball for some reason. And then you can do air specials and stuff like that. And then if you run out of your meter, especially for Han, Han then goes into, um, I can't remember what it's called in Taekwondo, but the stance where they go up on one leg, the flamingo stance or crow stance or something like that. I don't, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of any, any names. I actually, yeah, I took Taekwondo, but maybe it's, it's, it's not, we, we can say a crane. He goes up on one leg, but yeah, it's not crane. Contact. Yeah, but which is something else I liked. Every character, while so simple, they all play different. If you play as the kickboxer and you hold down guard and move, you actually sways instead of like doing a side step or dash. And then you unlock more attacks from like depending on which way you sway. And the same goes with Han. You can do a different kind of kick if you time it right with his sway. That's cool. There's a lot of in-depth stuff about this game. Yeah, it's not a bad fighter. It's yeah, just, it just you have to have the patience and to not keep play this playing it. Yeah, and keep playing it. <laughs> I think it's more also like you know, I mean, it's, it's just one of those games that didn't age well when you go back to it. I think that's kind of the hard part of it. Mm-hmm. It it and I mean, games with mechanics that haven't done before, it they don't age well because people have since then 
learned how to make that mechanic work. Yeah. I, I love this game and I am actually like trying to get some people over and I'm going to teach them how to play it so we can play it and act <laughs> like, that's cool. I, I, I'm glad that, that you're yeah. doing that. I mean, I'm glad that you had fun playing. Have you, have you, you played this? Have you played this before? Yeah. Yeah. I played it when I was okay. a kid, but I, you know, it, there's no online capabilities. I don't think it's on Fightcade, and if it is on Fightcade, I don't assume there's a lot of people playing it. But I, I, I have a feeling like this game would really shine, like with some like couch, just a bunch of people on a couch passing the controller back and forth. I'm gonna get it to Evo next year. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't even unlock all the characters because there were the two characters that weren't Final Fantasy Seven characters. I didn't bother with them. I just didn't care enough. I was going to. I told myself I was going to. It didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, Koji or Claire? Or yeah, the two that are in the quest mode you can unlock. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Koji is, oh my god, he is just broken. I, that's who I was playing was before I got on the show. Because so I was like, oh, let me try this guy out. No joke, you don't, you don't even need to press anything but B. He just <laughs> runs, grabs you, tackles you, hits you like four or five times, throws you. And does almost half damage. And then you just do it again. Like I got so many perfects, which I don't think I had done at this point. In the game. <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, I'm always, I too. The, the only person I beat it with was Tifa. Cause you like run and do her kick attack. And she does backflips. If you keep tapping it, she just keeps flipping and knocking them into the air. Takes off a lot of health. And then when they get low, I just throw out the, the homing fireball at them. So Mike, why'd you pick Tifa? I actually didn't pick her first. Oh. I picked the Joe. Who is a a wolf girl? Her special yep. is to turn into a wolf, and she can. She's like one of the few people that I could find that could hit people while they're on the ground. Turn into a yellow wolf that looks like a cheetah. That I always I always thought was a cheetah when I was younger. Yeah, she was pretty fun. I got like probably three fourths of the way through, and then I lost. Like I'll check out someone else. And that's when I played Tifa, and she's fun. Though. She's kind of she's broken if you cheese. Yeah, but. It's also you get to I mean, hey, this is the first game where you get to play as, you know, FF7 characters in a fighting game because this is, you know, long before Urgeist, long before Smash Brothers. I mean, Sephiroth is playable in this. I mean, I'm sure that sold it for a lot of people, including me. Mm. Well, like you said (laughs) at the top of the show, I'm sure the Final Fantasy VII character sold a lot of this. Yeah. I can't imagine it would have done super well on its own merit. No. And Sephiroth was in the. Oh, no, he's he's also a PlayStation original. Yeah. Only Cloud and Tiff are in the arcade. No, it wouldn't have sold well if they wouldn't have done all the other characters and the fact that I don't think this game even sold well to begin with though. So they didn't pack in a demo disc, like most, most of those other ones. Like that's the only reason the brave fencer sold any kind of good is because it had the final fantasy (laughs) demo disc in it. That's why my friend had it. And number one had a demo disc in it too, but I forgot what it was. It was some other, I think it was a final fantasy. I think it was FF seven actually. Hey, if you want to sell your game, put a demo disc in it. That works. Hey, that worked back then. So yeah, Look at Zone the Enders, for example. Exactly. How many people bought Zone yeah. the Enders from Metal Gear Solid 2? I did. So, so did Rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tibble just... had, had Final Fantasy 7. And video okay. previews of Final Fantasy Tactics, Bushido Blade, and Saga Frontier. Man, you know how I think about Saga Frontier more often than anybody should, but I've never beaten it, and I keep trying to like, hmm, can I get it on the show one day? Hmm, can I make that happen? But I, <laughs> yeah, that game is, whew. Oh, Bushido That's Blade a... was another odd one that they put out back then. That's another... Uh, I love Bushido Blade. The closest thing we've gotten since Bushido Blade is uh, a game on Steam called Hellish Court, and it still it still doesn't hit the spot like Bushido Blade did. Yeah, I've never played Bushido Blade. Oh, square game too, right? Yeah, it's a one on one. It's kind of, 
kind of like this, where it's got the open arena fighting, 3D, whatever. But your matches can be just a few seconds long. That's what yeah. I heard, because it's like if you get a fatal blow, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like what sells it. Like you can hurt their arm so they can't use like their left arm. They run around all gimp with it. But yeah, that one hit that just and you time it right. And it feels so good every time. And then there's like really cool stuff where if you're in the sand and you press a certain combination, you can like throw sand in the person's face. And then there's always the if you press select, you uh, do Harry carry. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. I I played a lot of Bushido Blade, and then yeah. two two angers you because like the final boss has an M16. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what? Bushido machine gun. Okay, I'll, I'll have to play it. I mean, I'll have to do it on the show then, because then I know who to talk to to get on. Because I'm I, I'm again, I I really want to cover all the Square games because I feel like I should because Square is often one of my favorite companies back in the day. So I'm slowly doing that. Getting this covered is one of those. I mean, Urgeizer is a game that's just kind of, it's always stuck with me. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. It's just, it's a fighting game. None of the characters, I, I think, are that memorable, unfortunately. And it's also unfortunate it didn't go anywhere. Like, we had the one PS1 game, one arcade, and then nothing. Like, it just disappeared. And people well, don't like talk. You, like you said, it probably didn't sell well enough no. to merit. No, and I, I get that. I mean, with all, you know, even when you're, in fact, having all your FF7 characters, when FF7 was freaking huge. Yeah, playing a Sephiroth was cool, though, by the way. He, he had... When he pulls out his fucking sword and you just slash across the screen, I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> Sounds broken. It, is. <laughs> it wasn't that broken, actually, because you get hit once, the sword's gone. You have to yeah. put it away. And you got to wait. And it, and he doesn't pull it out instantly because if you hold, even like Cloud's faster, because him, he has an attack where he'll just hit him with the hilt of the sword. You have to do something else to get the, you have to hold it down long. You need more time to get the complete sword out. So interesting. But it was cool. I, I like. I played a Sephiroth. I played a Zack just because I could. Tifa. I mean, hey, this is the first game. Of, you know, had Vincent, Yuffie. I mean, Yuffie will actually take the shuriken off her back and use it with one of the button combos that you can do, and then keeps it until someone hits her. Like that was cool. Like there was some really cool stuff that I saw in this game. I'm just not a fighting game fan. Like I do like Tekken though. I did play a bunch of Tekken when I was younger. Tekken one, two, and three, and four and five. And like I would have liked this game to have that same type of mode, like Tekken Force and Tekken Three. I would have liked that more than the, the quest mode. You know, the quest mode's cool that it exists, and it's cool that they put that on a game. It's just, it's just not. I just, I, it's too complicated to be fun for me. Mm-hmm. And that's it my problem with it. Doesn't play super well either, which doesn't help. Well, it's also like a four-hour freaking campaign if you play, you know, to play through it. Uh huh. Like it's more credence to the fact. I think that was the intended game and they tacked on everything else after it wasn't. That was just the extra thing that he just wanted to do. I do love the idea, though, of beat em ups with fighting style controls. It doesn't work. Well, Sub-Zero all the time. Yeah, but right. <laughs> I, I like the idea him. of it. Like Tekken Force, I'm sure Adam can speak to that, too, is on Tekken 3 and Tekken 4 is fine. Oh, absolutely. Like you give me that and I would have been. You know, I've been happy, but I mean, it is, it is awesome that they put this giant RPG thing in here, you know, to give you more bang for your buck and to make you buy the game. Yeah, oh. It's definitely unique. It's just I think it's one hard. of Mortal Kombat's had a story mode kind of like this, and then Street Fighter Six is going to have it, too. Yeah. So it's still a thing. I love story modes in fighting games. I mean, De- Deadly Alliance is the first one that has something like that, where I play, and then... And you get actual conquest mode, which is I think Deception of Mortal Kombat does. It starts that, but it's been a long time since I played those games. 
But I, I like that in my fighters. I don't like fighters unless they have like some kind of I want a story or some kind of campaign. Like in I mean, I like in how Injustice does it in Mortal Kombat Nine where you just play through the game and you get cool cutscenes and you do fights that make sense part of the story, and then you're like, Okay, cool, I played for three hours or four hours, I beat it, I'll move on. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, funny funny oh, go ahead, Adam. Oh no, I was just gonna say Nether Realm and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. it since Mortal Kombat Nine have mm-hmm. killed the story mode in a fighting game from the oh, yeah. cinematics and how there is a really good story going on killed it. And during that, you get to play as all the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like that. And that that's what draw is the only time I play fighters. Cause I usually don't touch them. The only, the last time I played a fighter all the way through, like did it just, just kept playing. It was soul Calibur two. And that was wow. for that GameCube and link. So that was a different thing. <laughs> that's the last <laughs> time I really got into a fighter like that. Yeah. I, Injustice 2 is phenomenal. And it's actually funny because this game reminded me that having that special with the special bar map to circle, which is the same as it is in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, just I'm watching a playthrough of this quest one. It's like, my God, is that thing in death? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, there's uh, I mean, items to get to give to people to get other items. I mean, it is mana or mm-hmm. spells and mm-hmm. and then there's you can a com- lot to it. I also just don't like dungeon crawlers in general. I still can't understand how someone compared this to Diablo. This is nothing like Diablo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like nothing like Diablo. Are you sure? Are you, do you guys not have cell phones? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Consider, I mean, to me, it's I mean, Diablo's. I mean, hack and slash, sure, but not like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, eh. but also, I didn't. I didn't play Diablo two till later, early high school when I played Diablo. When I played Diablo two for the first time. But yeah, I played Diablo. I played enough Diablo since then. This, this ain't Diablo, but. It's cool. I mean, I'm glad it exists. Any other characters that we should mention? Like you, like you said earlier, you have the Kick Fighter, which is Prince Doza, which looks like any other I mean, it, Kick Fighter. Yeah, you, I mean, it, it's you have your basic <laughs> thing. You have your wrestler. You have your ninja. You have your karate master. It. I can't remember some of their names, but yeah, it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. The only one that really like stood out is, I mean, Red Thirteen or Django, <laughs> which has a has a red variant. Yeah, and that's certain characters have a hard time when you fight against that character because you can't hit him with highs. You can't grapple yeah. him. Um, but yeah, but he didn't like the sword when you hit him with Claw's sword. So what? Well, yeah, that was that was beast mode. Red 13. It was cool to see like I, I, I thought, oh, Red 13's got to be in this game, too. It's just it's just cool. Oh, when you do when you hold down Vincent special and he sh- and he shoots off three bullets in the background of the bullets, you see his first limit break. In like a shadow huh. form. That's really cool. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, little things. And, you know, I mean, the fact that they included Vincent and Yuffie characters that are seeker characters. So, mm-hmm. Originally. And Zach. I mean, hey, first time Zach was around in the game. First time you can play as Zach in a game. Just long before Crisis Core and long before anything else. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, too. You know, Zach is Cloud and uh, the whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even remember all the details of every. I haven't played Seven in so long or really, like, even dug around all the extra stuff of seven. It's like, I can't even remember all. Like, I just know that cloud takes over Zach's personality and Eris was t- Zach's girlfriend. And I, I remember bits and pieces of the game, but it's all like, I don't remember a lot of it. It's been so long. I played seven a couple of years ago and I barely have a grasp on what happened. <laughs> I still kind of remember dirge. We did that, <laughs> but there wasn't much story, but that I need to go back to more final fantasy seven <laughs> stuff, but I just like eh. <laughs> one day. Oh, seven is not my favorite. That, that's part of it. It gets so much hype too, and I so I kind of stay away from it. Like I don't, I don't have the same. Like that's why eight is on the show. At the time you're hearing eight's already been out. Like because eight, I have more 
eight was just like something you don't hear people talk about as much in, in good ways. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to replay eight. Okay, I gotta say, I still like Renoa. I learned that, by the way. I'm like, I still like this story. And I I can relate to Squall. That's why I liked him when I was younger because I can re- I could relate to him then. Now, not so much. But I could. Great. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't. Yeah, none of the other characters really stand out to mention. I mean, they're all just kind of there, like any yeah. game where it doesn't go very far. You know, if they had like maybe one, two standout characters—the Ken, the Ryu, the Jin—you know, the Sub Zeros—a character that really stood out and just wasn't a copy paste of something else. I'm not saying it would have done better, but you know, we might have seen a crossover here. You know, where one of the characters made it into a Tekken game or something like that, but. They were all pretty bland. I feel like even if they had that one standout character having the Final Fantasy VII ones and they're just kind of overshad- would overshadow it anyway. Oh, yeah. Fair. Oh, absolutely. And I think yeah. that, you know, right now, and now it's just known as the FF7 game, you know, the, the FF7 fighter game on PS1. Like, it's not, they did overshadow it completely. But I'm glad it exists. I'm, I'm glad I went and played it again. I have no, in, I have no reason to ever play it again now. So, hey. Yeah, my, my curiosity was satiated. I, and here I am, like, trying to put together a game night so I can play it again. I, <laughs> it's so much fun. But I'm glad for you. Like, I'm, I'm, it makes me happy that, you know, you were able to pull off this game and then you're like, you know, I want more of this. You're not like, well, this this was, you know, we're never touching this game. Like, I'm glad. That makes me happy to hear. Everyone's oh, got games that they super love and even if they might not, <laughs> should, maybe shouldn't, but... Hey, if we like what we like. So, and yeah. I mean, as long as you enjoy the game, nothing with it. No. I mean, I like tons of bad games. <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's so much, like, and the more I play it, like, the more I'm getting the timing down on, like, you can interrupt any attack. So, like, just like any fighting game, like, you know, the more you practice, the cooler stuff you can do, and the it's just easier and super fun. I never actually landed it, but I thought it was cool. You could, like, jump off the walls and attack. Oh, you can? Yeah, so... That was with Tifa anyway. That's yes. Cool. So with if the characters below you, because there's multi levels in the the in the levels in the stages, if a character is below you and you press uh, the two attack buttons at the same time, your character will turn red and like do a backflip or jump off and dive onto the other character. Okay. And then if you press jump and two attacks at the same time, you'll do like a jumping overhead attack. That's always really good. Like I said, a lot of in-depth the more you you actually sit around and play and learn it. Okay. And this game, all the characters are designed by Tetsu and Nomura, which I think is, you can tell. <laughs> Not as bad as some of his games. So, hey, and I wonder if this game helped inspire the bouncer. Because the bouncer comes out shortly after this. <laughs> which is also Tetsu and Nomura designing stuff again. Oh, bouncer is also developed by Dream Factory. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that explains it. <laughs> Which yeah, is also on the show, by the way. I finally did the bouncer too. Urgeize and the bouncer both were supposed to be in 2020, but then when the other, when every, when, because the guest that I had lined up for those two episodes, whether he knew it or not, was Mike. And then when the other, when the other guys left, I'm like, well, then it just kind of got shoveled until now. So. They did Crimson Tears on PS2. I actually played a little bit of that not too long ago last year. Interesting. I think you liked that game, didn't you? Yeah, it's not bad. I remember this. Did you? Did you beat it? You were close. I didn't beat it. It's. I think it's way longer than it needs to be for a beat 'em up. Okay. Yeah, beat 'em up should not be long. Yeah. They they need to they can overstay their welcome. I think just, another you know, one of those ones just kinda of got its head up its own ass about its story too. You just gotta put a podcast on and just and you just <laughs> play with the podcast on, like maybe listen to games my mom found or something and you just go. That's how I that's how I play 
games like there's a lot of games right throw a podcast on and I just just disappear and don't care anymore and just have Actually, fun that way. That game's kind of dungeon crawly, so I wonder if they took some of what they learned with this and made it its own game. <laughs> okay, I, I am always been curious about Crimson Tears, and I'll have to look more into Dream Factory now because they made two games that I have played, and I'm curious. So now I'm curious to look at more of their stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, any last more things you guys have that you want to say to pad out this episode? <laughs> So my main complaint with us is like I would go to attack and if you're moving in a direction, you will attack in that direction. It's like it's a one on one fighting game. Why aren't they just like kind of locked facing each other at all times? The freedom of movement. (laughs) I mean, you'd still move around. I just ended up attacking in directions where there weren't enemies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it I as much as I love it, the game's not perfect by a long shot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no. granted, that's on me because, like, if I just slow the hell down. I also noticed, like, because I played this on a Steam Deck, obviously. But when I use just the D-pad, like, I don't know if maybe the D-pad didn't actually move him, and only the, I was sometimes just would take my hand off the off the you know, off the off the joystick and just do combos that way, and it worked better. Yeah, it was an analog stick only. You couldn't use the D-pad on the. Game. Okay, so then I just didn't move. And yeah, that worked out better actually. Yeah, he could that move. Probably would have been things. better that I wouldn't be missing all my attacks. Yeah, I, I didn't miss a lot of attacks. I just kind of stayed put, and or I would move towards them. And I don't know. I, I had less because I I had less problems with that. But I know what you're talking about because if I started messing with the joint with the with the analog, he would just run away. Mm-hmm. So that was annoying. <laughs> or I would do like a jump kick and just go right past them. Yeah, that happens a lot. Hey, but it, it got me. It got me curious. Like now, I'm curious to play Toe Ball number one and number two now. So it's Bushido Blade. I'm yeah, more I was curious say, about do, those. Do, yeah, I was gonna say do Bushido Blade before you do Toe Ball. Oh, definitely Power Stone. Yeah, I I do need to do more Dreamcast games. Like, oh, and random up... fact, Dream Factory made an Appleseed game for <laughs> PS2. That's it's an anime. If for those that don't know, that I actually bought on VHS randomly because they had it there for cheap, and it it, it yeah, I, I think that's cool. I now I'm curious to see if this ever was translated somehow. You want to look up some Power Stone video after this and see how similar it is to this one? Where a Power Stone? I've just never actually played them. It's pretty neat. Because I don't think did they ever get ported anything else besides Dreamcast. There is a, a duo on the P- PSP. Oh, OK. That's why I. Yeah. But God, if they ever if they ever ported that and had online, that game would sell so yeah. fast. OK, I'm definitely curious. I'll have to take a look at Power Stone at some point then. Because I'm I'm always up for trying different fighters. Oh, you want to talk about memorable characters? That thing's got a roster on it. Yeah, Goku. You got <laughs> you got the Captain thing. Falcon. Captain Falcon. Who else you got? Jasmine you got, from Aladdin. Uh, your Western. Yeah, all three. Oh God, I, I see you're, you're you're joking, but you're not joking at the same time because <laughs> exactly. I've been clicking through things. There was a guy <laughs> yeah. named Falcon that looked like he was in a yep. pilot Hello, outfit. Falcon. Yeah, there was Rogue that looked like Jasmine in the blue, you know, the blue uh-huh. outfit. I'm like, yeah, you guys aren't joking got, that much. Yeah. You got it, Mummy Vega. Yeah. No joke, uh, Wang Wang, I think is his name, or yeah, something like that. Wang Tang. Wang Tang. Yeah, Wang Tang, when you get all three power stones, his hair turns gold, spikes up, and he can fire Kamehamehas <laughs> and spirit bombs. That's cool. Okay, you got me interested now. <laughs> Falcon gets a Super Sentai armor. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, I'll have to try. Yeah, I've been wanting to play them, but yeah, PSP, that's easy to emulate, so I could do that. Yeah, it's I mean, worth. It's definitely worth checking out. Okay, but oh, the speak. Just the last thing I want to say about Urge, it is sad that this game never got ported or brought back in some shape or form. Like that, that kind of makes me sad. 
Like this game should be re-released and just just because. Like I don't think this was this wasn't even on the PlayStation Store. You couldn't even buy it when they were selling PS1 classics. Like, I think in Japan it was, but not here. Yeah, and that that always bummed me out when it's like just let the, bring the game back and you know if you can make a deal and it doesn't cost you a lot of money, just you know let people have that chance to experience the game. I think it would have sold. And I would love to see now what you know all arena fighters have done and stuff like that what they could do with the property because like i said i there was a lot of foundation here and a lot of in-depth and if they just took the time and polished it i think we would have a really good game on our hands yeah i can i can agree with that i think for the time it was people the arcade people really liked it in japan america not but because it didn't well one the arcade didn't come here we just got to play the ps1 version but i know it didn't PS1 version. Also, like looking at an arcade video of it, God, the PS1 is version is ugly compared to that arcade version. Oh yeah, that's how it goes. And the, the PS1 version is ugly to begin with. So, well, now I mean, <laughs> you know, 2020. It's I mean, again, it's hard to go back to PS1 games. Sometimes they're just they're just rough. They can all be they Mega are, Man Legends. That was that wasn't too rough actually. That game holds up wonderfully. I love. Yeah, still awesome. waiting for that third one. Uh huh. Yeah, the I Misadventures of Tron Bon. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to put that on the show, actually, <laughs> one day. Yeah, I need to play that. All right, and let's go to our, our last segment, Shelf Stacker Box. And Mike, why don't you go first, since it was actually you that gave me the idea to finally put this on the show. Yeah, I played this for like a half an hour, and I, well, no, because I, I got like most of the way through the ladder, and then I beat it with Tiva, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try the quest mode, and I screwed around with it for 20 minutes before putting it down. And then uh, last night, I'm like, oh, man, I should really play more of that for the show, and here's all the <laughs> games that I played instead of it. Fighting Force, Batman Forever Arcade, Fantastic Four, Rapid Reload, and Panzer Bandit. Yeah, so uh, this is going in the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what about you, Adam? It's going on a stack. I had fun with it as a kid. And like I said, the past few weeks just playing it, learning the game, I, I can see myself just not knowing what to play, putting this on, and, and just, yeah, enjoying it for a little bit. Okay. That makes me happy. Again, I'm really glad that this worked out, you know, for you. I'm glad you had a really good time. All right. I'm also going to I'll put this in the stack, too. I, I didn't hate it, but and it's still cool. I was debating between boxes. I will never play this again, but stack is probably where it deserves because it, it is a cool concept and it's still a cool game. And but yeah, I didn't hate it. It's, just, <laughs> it's not my style. Ten, 20 years from now, I forget. No, we're I'm not a big fighting guy either. I do like Tekken a lot. I'm not like I'm not good at fighting games. Yeah. I've yeah. never played them competitively. I mean, that's if y'all understood how many fighting game stuff I have. I have a shelf of Street <laughs> Fighter. I have like eight fight sticks. I have a Street Fighter tattoo. It. I might like fighting games just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in Street Fighter Six. That open world thing is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Cammy, right? No, Cammy is also very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why I know if I do Street Fighter Two, you'll be back. <laughs> Talk about Cammy. All yeah. right. And Adam, where can people find you at? Top Games Chew Bubblegum. I know. Just we'll leave well, it there. Well, this won't be out till May or June. Yeah, well, 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 just still going to leave Maybe. it there. Maybe you'll be back. <laughs> We're trying. Like We're trying like hell. Hey, it's worth it. It's worth it to come back. Podcasting is amazing. <laughs> I, I love it. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our content on Podbean. You can actually search on Podbean to find what we also done. Just type in a name of a title, a movie, comic. Hey, you never know. We might have done it because we there are over 450 episodes of this podcast and I'm going towards 500. 
So you just never know. Go check out all our giant catalog we do. We do movies, comics, TV seasons, games, all sorts of stuff. So go check out that. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfree. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, over a year ago or two years ago at this point, I think. But yeah, definitely go check him out. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for as little as dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes. And we have a Discord. You can join our Discord, and you'll see a link in the show notes for that, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye-bye.